Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Logic Sports NFL Sunday podcast. It's week five, and there's a lot of football to talk to you about today. I'm joined by my regular Dan Pleat. What's up? And a special guest who's replacing us here today, Damier Jenkins. Yo, how you doing? Uh, how you guys doing today? I'm good. Just, just waiting for uh, some football, you know. Some exciting football uh, indeed today. Uh, we start with the 1 o'clock game like we normally do, and the 1 o'clock game we're going to focus on today is probably the two best teams in the AFC as of right now, and it's the Jacksonville Jaguars going against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs, obviously, 4-0, got a stud quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. The Jaguars, probably the best defense in the league. They're 3-1. and What are you guys looking forward to in this matchup? Well, let's get one thing straight. They do have a stud. They have a stuck quarterback in Patrick Mahomes, but then again, their coach is Andy Reid, and he does this every single year. 3-0, 4-0, 5-0, top of the freaking week four, week five power rankings. And then second half of the season, they just go. But well, luckily for them, it's not the second half of the season. So they, I think they have a good chance today. If Pat Mahomes, if he can, still, if he can make smart decisions and not force things today, He's got a lot of expectations. You know, you got general managers talking about, like, he's playing better than any quarterback that they've ever seen. If he can just <clears throat> focus on what he does best and play his game, I think he'll I think he'll be fine. And then on the Jaguars' side of the ball, they really have to lock up defensively because their offense, realistically, is probably not going to put up more than 17 points. And even though their defense is amazing, we all know this is an offensive league, and no matter how good your defense is, when you go up against a really good offense, it's you know you'll be lucky to hold them to twenty points. So it's going to be a challenge for them today if they can get pressure on Mahomes and contain his outside rushing lanes because that's when I think Monday night he had one hundred ninety two yards out of the pocket. So if you yeah. keep him keep him in the pocket and negate his athleticism, I think that. Uh, I think that they'll have it'll they'll make it easier for the offense to really put up some points and you know win the game. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting, like you said, seeing um, seeing a young quarterback like this who's who's playing out of his mind right now go up against a defense that we haven't really seen before. Like like this defense kind of came out the la- uh, last year and kind of showed that they're, they're really really good, and now they're doing the same thing this year. So I mean, Mahomes is showing he's really good. The defense shows they're really good. So it's like what what we really give at this point, because like like you said, their their offense, the Jaguars probably won't put up that many points. So Mahomes, so so uh, the defense will have to to keep them in the games, have to really shut down Mahomes, which is not easy to do. Um, so yeah, it it'll be really interesting to see if Mahomes comes out like he did the last four weeks. I mean, I think it's possible for the Jaguars defense to score because this is a defense that they can score on. The Chiefs defense isn't really the strongest. I saw Case Keenum and the Broncos offense put up 20-plus points on them. So I think Blake Borders can do it. I know they don't have Fournette or anything, but it's just going to come down to their defense. They're going to have to force turnovers. Mahomes doesn't have a pick yet. So what they have to do is they're going to have to try to put some pressure on him, force a turnover, get your offense a good field position, get them off the field quick, but... If the Chiefs come out here and they score quickly, then it's going to be hard. You don't want to play from behind if you're the Jaguars. And I think that overall, it's going to be a great game and probably not as high scoring as people think because I think the Jaguars defense can contain um, Patrick Mahomes. But one matchup I'm looking looking forward to is Tyreek Hill and Jalen Ramsey. And they had comments at each other, you know, Tyreek Hill called Jalen Ramsey an all-right corner. And then Jalen Ramsey, you know, he, he's the best trash talker in the league. He's called Tyreek Hill just a return specialist. What do you think of those comments? Hey, I mean, see, part, I think Jalen Ramsey, 
I, he truly does believe that he could shut Tyreek Hill down, but I believe you know that's just Jalen Ramsey. Like he's just gonna he's gonna talk he's gonna talk trash about everybody. But again, I mean, he's the best corner in the league, so I could pot, I can really see Jalen Ramsey completely taking Tyreek Hill out of the game. That's why I think it's really up to Andy Reid to really mix up the play calling. Like you can't just line Tyreek Hill, and uh, you can't just line Tyreek Hill and Conley up against. Jalen Ramsey and, and AJ Boye and AJ Boye and expect them to beat them up and down the field. Like you're really gonna have to get creative. And he has some he has some creative plays in there. That's what I think is gonna that's what I think is gonna help them. But it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun watching Jalen Ramsey and Tyree Kill. There's definitely gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be very chippy yeah. today. Yeah. Definitely probably. gonna be there's gonna be a lot of arguing, a lot of fights, a lot of, you know, late hits, personal fouls. It's gonna be it's gonna be a really good it's gonna be a really good game. Yeah, Tyreek Hill. I mean, he he's been going off this year, so it's it's it would it should be interesting. But at the same time, they haven't really played any teams with like corners that I'm saying that would be that are like this good, you know? Yeah. Like he played he he played out of his mind against the Chargers week one, but then again, nobody knows what's gonna happen week one, so like that's like whatever. Then he played out of his mind against the Steelers, who do not have a good defense, I don't think. It's terrible. And then the Niners and the Broncos. The Broncos have a good defense, and he didn't even do that much. So I, I feel like Ramsey will probably get the better of him. And I I, I like uh, Tyreek Hill's confidence, but it's it's. I found it weird that he was talking trash to uh, mm-hmm. the best trash talker in the league and at this that, point. That's the thing. Like, remember, <clears throat> coming into the fourth quarter of Monday night, they were down by 10. Like, the Broncos, yeah. their defense are shutting them down. They were running the ball well. And that's well a team that has an elite corner with Chris Harris. So. Yeah. They were running the ball well. They were keeping they were keeping the Chiefs offense at bay. It's just they stopped running the ball. They started lose they started to lose containment on Pat Mahomes. That's when things yeah. started to crumble. So the Chiefs team, they're not unbeatable. They're not unbeatable. If you can keep keep them off the field, run the ball well, and play good defense. Like good old traditional football. Like you're yeah. not gonna you cannot go in a shootout with them. The Jaguars, they're not they can't go in a shootout with anybody, so I know they're. I know they're going to try to play good old traditional football, but yeah. I think if the Chiefs, they Jaguars, if they come out there, play some smash mouth football, and then they keep it going for fourth quarter, for four quarters, I don't think the Chiefs are going to be able to handle that. But yeah, yeah, I'm interested to see if if anyone can really get to Mahomes today because they got a good D line, they got a good uh, front seven, the Jaguars. So if they can get to Mahomes and kind of scare him a little bit, just because it's only his second year and it's, it's his first year starting. That if they really get to him, maybe he'll he'll crumble a little bit. But uh, I, I'm actually interested to see that because I, I do want to see if he if he has a mindset to to get hit and then get back up right away and, and keep throwing the ball like he is. I mean, yeah, I think he'll be fine with that. It's just <laughs> when you see Mahomes play, he makes his plays outside of the pocket. He has a rocket, so it doesn't matter where he's at throwing, how he's throwing it. The ball is going to get there accurately. So you got to get there fast, and you got to you know go there and hit. You got to hit him because you don't. He's going to get loose. He can run. He can sling the ball down the field. He can do whatever you need as a quarterback. So, But the Jaguars have the defense to do that. They have Calais Campbell and Yannick Ngakwe and all those guys. Like They're they're going to be fine. And then, like we, like I said, the Tyreek Hill-Jalen Ramsey matchup, I don't think it's much of a matchup, to be honest. Tyreek Hill is a type of guy who, who I, I kind of agree with Jalen Ramsey. He's a return specialist. But he's also an offensive weapon where you'll see him line up in the backfield and in the mm-hmm. slot and on the left side of the field, right side of the field. Jalen Ramsey's not going to follow him everywhere, yeah. obviously. And I forgot what I was watching. I was probably NFL Network or ESPN. But they said Tyreek Kill against press coverage has about two two catches, I want to say, this year. So he, he's not good against press coverage. And you know what the Jaguars do. They press and they do that. And if it's at the line, if Jalen Ramsey gets his hands on him, 
then it's probably gonna be over. Yeah, it's it's over. But saying that, um, what are your score predictions and who wins? Uh, I'll I'll go with uh, Chiefs in in a closer and, and actually lower scoring game. I want to say twenty to fourteen. How about you, Dom? I think I actually I'm gonna go with the Jags today. I'm gonna go with the Jags. I say twenty three seventeen. I'm going to go with the Chiefs just because I'm, I'm not sure how much the Jaguars offense can do, but it'll probably be a lower scoring game. I'm going to go 21-10 Chiefs. And with that being said, as you know, the Chiefs are on pace to go undefeated, which probably won't happen, but they're on pace to win the conference. So for the question of the day today, I'm going to ask you guys, when was the last time the Chiefs won a conference championship? Oh, who wants to go? Who wants to answer first? I'm gonna go. 1969. 1969. I'm not gonna go that far back. I'm. Jeez. I know they're in. The, I know they're in the Super Bowl. Yeah, they won a the Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they were because I remember one of the first. I remember ones. I, like I, mer- I did like a marathon, a marathon of all the America's games. Yeah. I wish I could remember that. Uh, I'll go. I'll go back to. I'll say 75. 1975. All right. Well. Stick around, and we'll. I'll tell you the answer right before easy pick is before we end it. But we're going to go move over to the 4 o'clock game in America's Game of the Week. It's a rematch of the NFC Conference Championship last year, which was a blowout. And it's the it Philadelphia hurts. Eagles going against the Minnesota Vikings. Both teams, you know, really high expectations coming to this year, obviously. Dumb in the Rams. The Rams are sticking to their expectations. But the Vikings, they're 1-2-1. One, one. The Eagles, they're 2-2. Two which team needs to win more in this game to kind of, you know, not really fall into that fraud category from last year? Uh, personally, like, I am an Eagles fan, and I feel like a lot of Eagles fans right now are kind of going insane because they think the Eagles are so bad this year after a Super Bowl win. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the Vikings need it more. Eagles are 2-2. Two and two. They still have a, a, lot of, a lot of games to play. They're still a, a really good team, I believe. The Vikings are also a really good team, but they're in a... a Possibly a harder division with the Bears doing well, the Lions you never know they could do well, and the Packers who all, who have Aaron Rodgers, and they're uh, they're one two and one right now I believe. So they I think they have to really step up, and uh and get a really uh, a gritty win today and kind of just be, be more physical than the Eagles, and kind of and kind of come out with one of those wins because if you come out with a win like this, that's that's a lot of momentum beating beating a team that just just beat you really bad yeah. in the conference championship and went on to win the Super Bowl. If you beat them, that that's confidence right there. That, yeah. Then you know you're good. That is. I say, I said the Vikings need to win more as well. I'm an Eagles fan too. And I think, at first I was thinking Eagles, but then if you're really taking it into account, like Dan said, the division they're in, yeah. their record, they're 1-2-1. One, and, one. and also thinking about how, given like they are 1-2-1, one, one, so they have one win this season. They really haven't beaten. Think about their past. Think, so besides this season, think about their previous wins. They beat the Saints because Marcus Williams can't tackle. So that was like that was big. You can call you could yeah. possibly call that a fluke. And then you pot and then you go to Philly. You just get the doors blown off. Yeah. So they really haven't had like a solid win in a, in months. If you really yeah. think about it, like they're they're conf- They really need to get their confidence back up. Like their defense is. Swiss cheese, like the Rams. Is, the Rams is doing anything. It's hard right. though because the Rams have such a good offense. I wouldn't base it off mm-hmm. last week. That that's true. Although, that was a that was a hell of a game. 
It was. Yeah. Not in a good way. That was a hell of a performance. But um, I think the Vikings, they do. Because, you know, just going by record alone, 1-3-1 one, one, one in the NFC North. In the NFC, harder, the harder conference yeah. is not, it's not really a good look. But the Eagles, like, at what point, like, at what point do you really start to get it together? Like, they, someone's, some, I think the coach, some coach, someone, a player or a coach, they really have to get that team up because they've really been walking through the motions so far this season. Like, you beat the Falcons on the last play. The, you go to Tampa Bay, and for three quarters, you just get destroyed, and then you mount, like, some kind of effort in the fourth and lose. You beat the Colts on, like, their last play. And then you go to Tennessee, and you just completely fumble the game. So, kind of like the mm-hmm. Vikings. So, like, when was the last time they really haven't had a solid win in months? They really need this. The secondary is awful right now. I think Jalen Mills is playing similar to Bradley Fletcher uh-huh. a few years ago. And I'm not even exaggerating. That's, that's bad. That, I'm, that's I mean, that's I what I'm seeing. I do too. It's that's what bad. I'm seeing. He's not fast enough. He's not he's not he's not fast enough to cover speed receivers. And, def- and Jim Schwartz doesn't adjust. Yes. He's not strong enough to cover big receivers. He's playing fifteen yards, 10, 10 to fifteen yards off the ball so teams get those slants. So they can and so teams are getting seven, eight yards every single pass play. And I think that's like kind of a reason why he gets beat on double moves a lot because he's playing back and he sees a yeah. receiver make a quick cut the whole game, yeah. you know, 85% of the plays. So he has to come up and jump up. So now offensive coordinator is going to be calling slant, in route, out route, in route, and then he's going to say, all right, he's going to bite on this one. That's when I'm going to hit him with the double move. And we all know that's Jalen Mills' weakness. Yeah. So, But in my opinion, I think the Eagles need to win this game more than the Vikings because... The Eagles kind of went through their easier part of the schedule. It's just not going to really, it's not going to get easier from here. Like the division isn't as good and they still haven't played a division game yet, but a division game is a division game. You can, they, they go 50-50 every time. It's always going to be a good game. And in my opinion, the Eagles are are two plays away from being 0-4. If the, if yeah. let's say Julio catches it, they're 1-3. If Andrew Luck completes a pass or doesn't fumble, then they're zero and four, and they're like that. Could also, be said the opposite. They can easily be four and zero. But coming into the season, when I was looking at the Eagles' schedule, coming to this game, I would probably think they're three and one or four and zero at this point, depending yeah. on what they did with the Falcons. And they're two and two, so they're not that far off from the three and one target. It's just how they looked in their two wins. It literally came down to the last play of the game. And as a defending Super Bowl champions, you're going to get your hundred percent from every other team that you play. And if the Eagles come out here and drop this game, they're going to be 2-3. and three, And they lose the game at home. They're really good at the link, too. So now you're starting to think, okay, now we're losing at home. Like, what's wrong? It's going to start becoming mental for the players. And I think the Eagles need to win this game the most because it's going to boost their confidence. I'm not really worried about them in the future. But right now, the Eagles need to win the game because they're not playing their full potential. So if they don't play their full potential, they come out here two and three, lose to the Vikings at home, and let's say the the Redskins pull up an upset over the Saints and win, or let's say Dallas wins, then the Eagles they're they're in third place in the division, or and if the Giants win, they're tied for last place. So it it really is both teams need to win, but in my opinion, I think the Eagles need to win more because they're the defending Super Bowl champions and they got all the pressure on them. And the only way they're going to win is, I think, coaching. Like, look. You got Doug Peterson. He's he's his play calling is getting way too predictable. Our red zone offense is horrible. Last game 
in the fourth at the fourth quarter near the end of regulation. He got all the way down to the red zone, couldn't score a touchdown, kicked the field goal overtime. He got all the way down, he got all the way down in the red zone, couldn't score a touchdown, kicked the field goal, and you end up losing the game. And especially since you're going up against the Vikings, whose offensive coordinator is Don Filippo, who was our quarterback yep. coach from last and he was year. Your, he called your red zone last year too. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to change some things up. You can't just pass on first down. Oh, incomplete. Let me run on second down. Oh, third and seven. Let me connect it. Let's get Wentz to throw it to Zach Ertz on a seam to get the first down. Like, no, teams aren't going to fall for that. Like, you can do that when you're playing freaking the Bears from – you can do that when you're playing the Bears from last season. You can do that when you're playing lackadaisical teams in your division or lackadaisical teams in your conference. Your schedule is harder this year. People, they have an extra sense of motivation since you won the Super Bowl, like you're gonna to have to step your game up. The same goes for on the defensive side. You know Mills, he was a sixth round six sixth or seventh round pick. Yeah, somewhere six. around. I think six. Six. You know Mills, he does not he does not have the talent of a number one corner. Uh Rodney McClown, he's injured. Corey Graham. You know Corey Graham does not have the talent of a starting safety. You know Maddox isn't as good as Corey Graham and yet you're still having Maddox fill Corey Graham's spot, and you're still playing the same defense. At some point, you're going to have to account for the players that you have. You're going to have to mix things up. You can't just put players in different positions. You can't just fill... You can't just have this next man up attitude because your next man up is simply just not good enough. See, I just don't get what, what, like, is is different at this point. Like, I think the play calling last year was great, and I know you said DeFilippo's DeFilippo's gone, Reich's gone, so maybe it is different. But but there are times where you see that the play call is good, like really good. Like we, we uh, the Eagles ran the ball down the field on them on them in overtime so well, and then they just were just halted. And I don't know what happened. I don't know what changed. But I don't see how Doug Pearson doesn't see what he's doing right, and then just keep doing that. This is the last. This could have been the last drive of the game. Like all you need yeah. is a touchdown right here, and you win the game. Hey, At that point, I, if I'm if I'm Doug Pearson, I'm saying I'm getting that ball in the end zone. I just want. I just want a Super Bowl, for God's sake. Like, I should know how to get the ball in the end zone on the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, that's true. But when you think about it, Doug Peterson, he, he's a great coach. And I, I can't even lie about that. Coach, he's, yeah. a, he's a good coach, yeah. But he's good enough to win a Super Bowl. And that yeah. makes you a great coach. If you can win a Super Bowl, you're a great coach in this league. At least for the time being. So, so Doug Peterson, he is so, I think right now, he's so involved in the past. You see Wentz dropping back 50 times. And he's getting smacked 10 times. So, like, you see that. You have to change up you have to have a Jai or clement come in and just chip someone if they get through you have to chip someone protect your franchise quarterback and also run the ball that's how you protect your quarterback so you coming down like like you said in overtime they're running the ball running the ball running the ball if they did that in the beginning of the game they probably could have just won they probably could have won because Wentz wasn't really on the only person he really was finding was alshon and alshon was really good but besides that he just had pressure in his face and there's going to be even more going against Minnesota's front front four they're they're really good they're really talented but Doug Peterson I think he's good enough to to adjust and it's going to be, he just can't he's going to have get, to he can't fall in love with one thing you got to stay consistent whatever's working is working if the run game is working cuz Ajayi he might not be the best back in the league but when he gets going I've seen him start a possession from the 20 and bring you guys all the way down because yeah, that's how good he is. Yeah, that's yeah. how good he is. But like the line, like you, yeah, the line is good, but they've been underperforming this year, but still run blocking your line has been good Very this year. Good, yeah. So, I mean, he has to, he has to realize that like your line isn't great pass blocking. They have to be better run blocking. And I think if he, if he realizes that, then you guys would be fine. But what are your scores and predictions for this game? All right, I'll go. Uh, 
I'm going to say that the Vikings are actually going to win. I really, I think the Eagles can, but I, I personally am very scared of this game. So I'm going to say Vikings. And uh, a close game again, I'll say a 23-17. to 17. I say Vikings 34-24. I think it's going to be a high-scoring okay. affair. But I, I just don't see the Eagles defense stopping anyone that, as of right now. Uh well I think it's gonna be a high scoring game because Kirk Cousins has the higher pa- highest passer rating in the NFL right now and he's st- and he's just been playing well the offense is great and they did well against the Rams defense but I think this is the week Carson Wentz will actually get rolling and kind of show a flash of last year and I think it's gonna be a really high scoring game I'm going thirty eight to thirty five on a Jake mm-hmm. Elliott field goal to end the game okay I like that but now. <laughs> But now, um, let's go to the one of the night games. We're going to talk about the Sunday night game that has my Dallas Cowboys going against the Houston Texans in a battle of Texas. Um, both teams average seasons. The Texans actually a disappointing season, I should say, because they had Deshaun Watson coming back. Uh, they won their first game, and I want to say seven games. They lost about seven games uh, dating back around there. Deshaun Watson hasn't looked the same. Their offensive line is the one of the worst in the NFL, and they're going against one of the best defensive lines in the NFL as of right now in Dallas' defense. Um, what are you guys looking forward to in this game? Um, I mean, as an Eagles fan, I probably shouldn't be looking forward to seeing the Cowboys do well, but I really do think, like you said, their D-line, their front seven, is going to do really well against Watson, kind of contain him, keep him in the pocket, make him a pocket passer. And if they do that, that's definitely good for them because if he gets outside the pocket and he's using his legs, he's very he's very smart as a runner to kind of get around you instead of having to go through you. So I believe if they keep him contained into that pocket and make him just try to make those passes, then they'll, they'll do well today. I think the Cowboys' defense will absolutely dominate tonight. I don't think the Texans' offense has been playing particularly well during the season, and... Last week, they really won because the Colts kind of gave it to them. But the Cowboys' defense has been playing amazing. And as you said, Texans' O-line is not really doing too good right now. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, he's yet to find himself from last season. And given that the Cowboys, I think I think by now they've kind of realized that on the offensive side of the ball, our best chance of winning is Zeke. We gotta put the we gotta yeah. keep the ball in Zeke's hands, and we're just gonna we're gonna ride Ezekiel Elliott. Like we gotta be a running team, we're gonna do that. And I think that since you're giving it to Zeke, you're keeping the you're you're keeping the Texans' offense off the field, which makes it even harder for them to score. And each time they touch, they come on the field, the Cowboys' defense just wanna shut them down. And I'm not sure how the Texans are gonna mount any kind of any kind of resistance to what the Cowboys wanna show them tonight. I mean, I just I think it's gonna be different. It's when I see Dallas on the road, especially their defense is a momentum team. So like, our if we come out here, let's say Dallas gets the ball first, they get a three and out, and Houston comes down, they score a touchdown, and Dallas doesn't score again. That's when it starts looking bad because it comes down to Dallas's offense that they want to win the game. They need to put points on the board, and I think that's where the struggle is gonna be for both teams because. You look at J.J. Watt and Jadavion Clowney and just the whole front seven of Houston, they're actually dominant. They they blitz. They they know how, they know what to do. Their secondary is the weak point, and Dallas's wide receivers are the weak point. So, I mean, Dallas has to kind of use Allen Hearns, who kind of got involved more last week, had three catches, 
They have to use him. They have to use Beasley against these corners and, and these safeties. Tyron Matthew hasn't been playing like Tyron Matthew, to be fair. And the only person really playing up to their potential on Houston's defense is J.J. Watt. And that's that's already – he could take over a whole game. And knowing Frederick's out, I don't know if it's going to be that easy for Dallas to get Zeke involved. And if Zeke doesn't get involved, then it's going to be bad news for, for Dallas because I'm not sure – even against these subpar corners, I'm not sure if these receivers can't get open or if Dak can make the right throws under pressure because he tends to fold under pressure. And I, I can see some turnovers happening from both sides of the ball, and I think overall it will be a low-scoring game. See, I, 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 can agree, I, I somewhat agree with you, but at the same time, seeing what they did, the Cowboys, against like their receivers against um, – I guess a really good um, secondary in uh, Detroit last week, like with Quandre Diggs, with Darius Slay, with um, with Glover Quinn. I feel like they're kind of figuring it out now, cause, cause they're they're realizing that Dak can can make some throws to receivers, like get you down the field a little bit, maybe get you a touchdown mm-hmm. with them, get you seven. But then you also got Zeke, so he doesn't have to run the ball. Like you got an amazing line, but if you spread him out. Then you see he's him one on one with the linebacker is yeah. is different. Like the linebacker almost every time will not stop him. Like I honest, I truly believe that. Like he's making catches over these linebackers, he's beating them, and he's just shifty when he's in when he's in open field. So it's like if you can get him the ball in in that kind of space, not even when he's running the ball, I feel like you have a good chance to to score points. So if your defense can hold, so if the defense can hold the Texans under twenty, I think they're going to win this game. Honestly, that's what I'm trying. Yeah, to say. I mean, yeah, I could, I could definitely see that happening, and it does come down to the performance of Dak and these receivers. Because Dak, to be honest, he's accurate sometimes, but also <laughs> when he's not accurate, he can look like a top five quarterback sometimes. He can look like a bottom five quarterback sometimes, and I just, I don't feel confident as a Cowboys fan because I know what he does under pressure and. He starts to hold the ball too long, and that's when the strip sacks happen. That's when every that's when everything just starts going downhill. So it does it does revolve around Zeke. They have to use him more like how Gurley's used, how Le'Veon was used, how David Johnson's used. Those are your, those are the best backs in the league, and they're all known for receiving. And Zeke's not. So now and last week it kind of started, and now they have to continue that if they really want to score. Zeke's gonna have to be our offense, and that's gonna what it's gonna have to be until we find a receiver probably next year or the year after that. But what do you guys think of a score and a prediction for this game? Uh, like I said, I think if they score under 20, the Texans and the Cowboys will win. And that's what I'm going to stick with. I think the Texans will score 10, and I'll, I'll, keep the, uh, I'll, I'll keep it low. And I'll say Dallas will win by another field goal, 13-10. I say 20-10. I, I think Texans, they don't use – I don't think they score two touchdowns. And I think touchdown is all they could probably muster. And I think their defense, like I said, that their defense is going to dominate. And I think the Cowboys, even though the Texans' defense is pretty good, I think they'll find a way. I think they'll find a way between mixing in their passing game, their play-action passing game, with their running game. I think they'll find a way to get at least 20 points. So I say 2010. I think it's going to be a real low-scoring game. It's probably just a hard game to watch. As a football <laughs> fan in general, I'm going to go 17-13 Houston. I'm just, like I said, I'm just not confident in Dallas's banged-up offensive line going against Houston's front seven. And I think it's just, I think Zeke will have a good game, but coming down to Dak Prescott, you can't win a game without a quarterback. And it's going to come down to that. So I think tech, uh, the Texans will win. They got some momentum off of last week, and they might get uh, might get their stride going. But um, we're going to go back to the question of the day. I think you need some more Skip Bayless. And the, the, and the, question, of, <laughs> and the question of the day was, 
when was the last time the Kansas City Chiefs won the conference championship? And Dom said 1969, Dan said 1975, but I got both of you guys because the Chiefs never won a conference wow. championship. And that kind of surprised me, you know, and they won a <laughs> Super Bowl, crazy. they didn't win a conference championship. Mm-hmm. They've never won a conference championship, possible, so... Man? What's they won a Super Bowl. Was there not? There was it when they won a Super Bowl. They weren't in a conference yet. Uh, they weren't conferences back then. So the conferences started coming in around like the seventies, stuff like that. So yeah, the Chiefs oh, never. That wasn't, that wasn't your question. <laughs> <laughs> the Chiefs never won a conference championship, and that just proves that they can start the wow. season however much wins they want. But it doesn't kind of go over into the postseason. But like we do at the end of every uh, Sunday podcast, we have our easy pickings. And this week, my easy pickings is going to be the 2-2 two and two Denver Broncos over the New York Jets. The Jets went down since week one on a three-game losing streak. And the Broncos, they just came off a loss, but they played the Kansas City Chiefs really well, who is one of the best teams in the NFL right now. So I'm going to go the Broncos beating the Jets as my easy pick this week. Uh, mine, I'm going to go Bengals over Dolphins. Bengals are 3-1, and one, Dolphins are 3-1. and one. So it should be a good game. But at the same time, I don't think the Dolphins have played anyone great yet. They played the Titans, they played the Jets, they played the Raiders, and they just got smacked by the Patriots for the first loss. And I actually do think the Bengals are pretty good. I think they have playoff potential this this year. So I'm going to go Bengals and, uh, yeah, just Bengals over Dolphins. My easy pickings is uh, Rams over Seahawks. The Seahawks, their running game is, even though it's gotten a bit better, I really don't think it's that reliable. And their passing game is still very inconsistent. And on the defensive side of the ball, um, they they've struggled. They struggled against the Cowboys, struggled against the um, they struggled against the Bears, and now with no Earl Thomas out, you're going up against the Rams offense, yeah. who have three <laughs> incredibly great wide receivers who could all very well be number ones, they including haven't, they haven't scored under thirty yet, including Jared Goff and Todd Gurley. I just don't see even if the Seahawks were to play a good game, I don't yeah. see how. Anybody could really take down they the Rams. They just torch the Vikings defense. As of right now, yeah. I think the Rams are just too good. Yeah. For the, especially for the Seahawks. I definitely agree with that one. Well, um, that wraps up our Logic Sports NFL Sunday podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Podcast Logic. We'll talk to you guys on Thursday for the Logic Sports podcast as regular Nasir. We'll be back. But thank you, Don, for coming in and uh, talking some football with us. All right, thank you, Dom. (laughs) But um, uh, we'll talk to you guys on Thursday. Enjoy some football today.